0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 582, and today we're going to be talking about something that I haven't really talked about much on here, and that is because I wasn't even really aware of the things that we can do out there in the media world, and what I mean by that is getting press... And that could be on TV, it could be on Forbes magazine, it could be on any publication to get our brand exposed to a bigger audience, but also to get ourselves authority inside of our market or even uh, where we can go ahead and position ourselves as being the expert or being the brand that is being endorsed by a publication. So what we're going to be talking about today is how to get media attention for your brand, and I've invited on a good friend of mine now, someone who I met through one of my own masterminds, Christina Nicholson, who is someone that has been in the media for quite a while. She's learned a ton. She created her own agency after she was in the business for a little while, and then she went out now to start teaching people like us how to go out there and get their own media coverage. So I'm really excited to have her on. If you have a brand that you would like to get some additional eyeballs, and not just in the online space, but it could be in an online publication, uh, something that you think your audience would be reading or that would be paying attention to, and this way here, you can go ahead and expose your brand to these media outlets. It was a great conversation, and it was also a great conversation just digging into her story, and you guys hear me say that all the time, like, Where we started doesn't necessarily mean that's where we're going to finish or where we're going to end. There's always going to be twists and turns, and you're going to hear through her story, which I think is is really awesome, about how she went to college, got out of college, went and uh, thought she was going to land her dream job. She did kind of, actually even blew her mind where she was actually able to get uh, on a really popular network, and then how things kind of changed, and you're going to hear about all of that stuff too, but she's also going to tell us and explain to us how we can get some media coverage for our brand. So before we do jump in, let me remind you, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 582, and I also want to highlight one little thing here, which is actually a pretty big thing. Masterminds are pretty pretty powerful, and this is a perfect example I never would have met Christina, if I hadn't attended a mastermind that I belong to and everyone else that's in that group. If you're not part of a mastermind, and you got to pick wisely, but if you're not part of a mastermind, um, you should probably look into that eventually. And one little tip you definitely want to really surround yourself with people that aren't necessarily just the people that are like you. People that are at a different level, a higher level. People that are are forward thinkers. People that are wanting to grow and really expand themselves, but also you know their brand and uh, and where they're going. Um, you guys probably have heard me mention this recently. I do have my own mastermind, my own inner circle here at TAS, and if you are interested, if you're at a certain level and you want to surround yourself with forward thinkers and really elevate your game and your brand and your life, definitely head over to TASInnerCircle.com and you can get all the details on over there. All right, so let's go ahead and let's listen to this amazing this amazing conversation that I had with my good friend, Christina Nicholson. Enjoy. Well, hey, Christina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How you doing? I am good. Thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever since we've talked. <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone that doesn't know, you and I just got back from a retreat. We're in a, a mastermind together, and uh, we, uh, we spent a few days together, didn't we?
1: We did, and it was so much freaking fun.
0: It was a lot of fun, and I took a lot away just from being in the same house, which I wasn't really sure I was going to be comfortable with, to be honest with you. I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of like Big Brother, the show Big Brother, where they all live in a house for like a couple of months. Like I was like, is this really going to work? Um, it worked really good. It worked really uh, Maybe
1: good. because it was only two days, too. That could be.
0: <laughs> it could have got interesting after the first week. <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I wanted to get you on, um, you and I had talked, um, all of us talked, but you and I talked and, um, and I really thought that what you're doing now and kind of how you got to where you are, I think is an interesting story. Cause a lot of people, you know, when they get started in whatever profession that they are in, they think, okay, this is where I'm gonna be, this is where I wanna be. And then they get there and they're enjoying it, but then there's something else that might be pulling them or maybe life. Um, and I usually talk about this as kind of like the take action effect. is kind of like you do something here that you think is going to lead you to the thing that you wanna be at. And then all of a sudden you get there and you're like, well, wait a minute, this is cool, but- but there's something else. Or maybe I didn't think it was what it was all cracked up to be. So maybe take us back a little bit in time and tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. And then we can dig into how we can get people possibly get them some uh, coverage on some media so they can get some eyeballs on their company.
1: Yeah, well, what you just described is so funny. That's like what the TV industry is. Like, it looks all fun and glamorous on TV, but when you're actually doing it, you're like, oh my gosh, I did not think it was going to be like this on the other side. Yeah, well. Um, but to make a long story short, my background is in TV. So I went to school for journalism, and when I graduated, I worked um, as a TV reporter and anchor. I started at a cable station in the Bronx. And then I went to Beaumont, Texas, to Fort Myers. And then the last station where I worked at for four years was the NBC station, Miami. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and I was doing a, a lot of things. You know, like when I was in the Bronx, I was my own photographer. I would l- literally set the camera up and then run in front of it, press record, run in front of it and do my thing. And nice. then I would go back and I would edit it all. Like I, I was a one man band. That's what they're called. Wow. Yeah, did it all. Um, and that was in the and Bronx. Then that was in the Bronx. Wow! Yeah.
0: Did you get to? Go, did you get to uh, attend any Yankee games while you were there?
1: Um, I didn't. Oh, and, uh, I'm really? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't really
0: care, Scott. I'm Come sorry. On.
1: You're there.
0: <laughs> you were there.
1: I know. I was. I All did right. see the stadium a lot. I drove by
0: it a lot. Okay. Um, looks better inside, by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and I did that for a little over 10 years. So I was in Miami when I had a couple of kids and my husband's family is not from South Florida. My family is not in South Florida. So scheduling got to be a problem when you have two young kids, my husband's in the golf business. So he was working, you know, early mornings and on weekends and holidays, the news business is 24 seven. So you're working, you know, 24 seven regardless Mm. of, of what is happening and what's not happening. Um, so I said, let me go into PR and work at a public relations agency because for years, I was getting these emails from terrible publicists and sometimes even from business owners of people looking to get coverage, you know, they wanted to be a guest on the weekend morning show, or, um, they wanted us to do a story on them and their business or their product or their service. And, all of the pitches were terrible. Like I honestly started feeling bad for business owners who would hire publicists because they clearly had no idea what it was like in a newsroom. They didn't know what our morning meetings were like. They didn't know what we considered when moving forward with the story, how quickly we would put these stories together. I mean, when I would call a publicist back and be like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this story. Um, I'll be out there in an hour. They would say, oh, no, no, we're not ready. We need two weeks. And I'm like, two weeks? Lady, I came in at 930. I got to be on the news at five o'clock. Like, it's not going to wait. I'm going to be there in an hour. And they just didn't get it. So that's when I said, oh, well, let me just move to PR. And I worked at an agency for six months before starting my own. And I've had my own agency for over three years now.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So All right. So you, now when you went to college, was it for journalism? Yes. Okay. Okay. And what was your, what was your dream at that point? I'm just curious.
1: Okay. It was different. Not what it is right now.
0: Uh, And I'm getting to that, but I want to know, like, what was your dream when you were there? Like, what if you had made it right, Uh if you're looking back at that time that you were in college, you're like doing all the schoolwork, you're partying a little bit. And then from there you say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to make it. And when I make it, this is what it's going to look like. What did it look like?
1: It was me staying in Columbus, Ohio, or not staying there, but ending up back there in Columbus, Ohio and anchoring at a TV station in Columbus.
0: Okay. So that was like that you made it if you got to that point.
1: Yeah. And then when I made it to Miami, I was like, well, I can't go work in Columbus now because that would be like going backwards because Miami is such a bigger market than Columbus. So I was like, I can't just go backwards now. Now I'm stuck in South Florida or, you know, at a bigger market. Mm. It was just weird the way it worked out.
0: So, okay. So now you get to that place and you're in Miami and you're like, wow, this is actually, you know, where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in, in the, in the spotlight. I wanted to kind of do this news thing and you're doing it. When does the shift happen? Like, when does that moment that you start having the itch or that you start maybe doubting or saying, I've got to do something different, was it the kids?
1: Um, It was a variety of things. The biggest thing was just me needing a flexible schedule and Mm -hmm. TV news does not give it to you. Mm. Um, So a lot of it was the kids and the hours of their preschool and then all of the holidays where, you know, all the schools are closed, but they're not really holidays. So the rest of us are working when the schools are closed. Mm. Um, It was a little bit of that. And then I feel like after you have kids, you get like a little softer. Mm -hmm. And I was spending a lot of my time outside crime scenes and doing, you know, the sad typical stories that you see on the local news. And I just didn't want to cover those stories anymore.
0: Mm. Yeah. I I can see that that could probably get old and, and especially when you have kids and all that stuff. So, all right. So you've, you've got this little bit of a of a thing going on and you're like, all right, what do I got to do? And then that's where you started working for the agency. And then you started to ask yourself, well, wait a minute here. I could probably do this myself.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, a little it? bit, a
0: little bit. All right, yeah, a Well, bit. well okay. clean it up, clean it up.
1: Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to clean it up. I'm going to make it a little worse than that. Um, <laughs> cause that's the way it was. So I was working at this agency and I took a pay cut but I, I was told by the boss that it's okay because you'll have a flexible schedule and you can do this from anywhere. You know, all you need is Wi-Fi, And I was all about it because it was true. You know, like Mm. I hated commuting, spending, um, an hour each way. So two hours total a day in traffic to travel like 20 miles. I just hated it. It was such a waste of time to me. And, um, My schedule was not as flexible as I was led to believe, to put it nicely. And there were a couple of moments. One was when a client came in to pay his monthly retainer. He was one of six clients that I did everything for. And his monthly retainer was more than what I made in a month. And I was like, wait a minute this is more than what I make in a month. And you're one of six. Like wow. if I just did this all on my own, yeah. I'd be making big bucks. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then the other thing was when, um, Scott, so you may have noticed by now that I don't have much of a filter, um, with my, <laughs> no, mouth. no. So I told my boss that I Googled sociopath and he had all of the symptoms. And (laughs) that did not go over well. So that was me kind of quitting slash being fired. And I really never thought I would start my own business because before this, I was looking for some, I wanted to do the same thing, but I wanted to do it from home. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked that nobody would trust you to actually work from home. I could not find anything. Mm. So I said, all right, fine. Then I'll just be a professional freelancer. And that's what I called myself for like six months, a professional freelancer. And then I started working with business coaches and I started learning more about business. And I was like, all right, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So you see like this person's like making, or this company's making a lot of money on what, what you could be doing yourself. So that's where you kind of had this light bulb and you're like, I'm going to go ahead and give this thing a shot. And then, so, Okay because I want to get into really how we can help people get media attention, but I really am curious about this myself, because I always love hearing where the turn is. Like, where is, like, so to me, it's like, you went to college, you went and got your, your, you know, journalism job, dream job, really, Miami. And then from there, you said, well, wait a minute here, I want a bit more flexible schedule. So then you went to the agency model. And then from there, you had another moment that you're like, well, wait a minute here, I could probably do this myself and probably make more money because it'd be mine. Um and so at that point you started your agency how did you start to reach out to clients at that point
1: Um okay so when it started I really I didn't practice what I preached at first, which sounds which sounds odd because it sounds like that would be like the most go-to thing. Mm-hmm. At first, I did a lot of like what freelancers do. Cause again, I called myself a professional freelancer. Yeah. So I was looking for stuff on um upwork and sites like that. Okay. And then I started just promoting myself on my LinkedIn and on my social media and letting everybody know. Um, that I had a business and then somebody, um, another, another person in PR who I work with still today said, don't call yourself a freelancer, call yourself a business owner. Mm. Really? It's kind of the same thing, but it sounds so much different. It's like calling yourself a housewife. Like people look down on that and I was like, Oh my God, you're so right. Mm. So then I started calling myself a business owner and Um, because I'm B2B LinkedIn is, is pretty good for me. Mm. Um, and then I started practicing what I preach and putting myself out there and getting featured in the media for my expertise. And honestly, most of what my agency has done have been people just coming to me because they see me out everywhere. Mm. And then secondly, after that, it would be referrals. I okay. don't do cold calls. I don't do networking. I don't, new, don't do do not any of that stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can see how that could grow too on, on the agency side of things is when you start to get people results, they're going to start, you know, talking about you and mentioning you. So I see that as a big thing. All right. So let's kind of get into that. So what does an agency actually do? And then let's then switch it and talk about like your new thing now that you're kind of doing where you're actually helping people like myself, uh, you know, a small business owner or even a physical products business that has, you know, um, some type of story or just getting some media spotlight because we know that if you get media spotlight, a couple of different things can happen. You can get more business, but you can also get more credibility, which then also brings more business and authority and all of that stuff. So um, let's, let's talk about that. So as an agency, what... Like, what was your, what are your services like? Like, like if I came to you or if I was a business or uh, maybe a personal brand or whatever, what is like, what is the thing that you do for me?
1: Okay. So on the agency side, I have a team of publicists who I work with, and we basically just break down, okay, what are your goals? Do you want people to walk in your brick and mortar? Do you want to build your email list? Whatever your goal is, that determines who we reach out to. Okay. And with the agency, it's a little bit more expensive, but that's because it is completely done for you. Right. So if you have a product and you want to be in the holiday gift guides and you want to be in an Oprah's annual list of um, things to get for Christmas or whatever it may be, we do all of the pitching for you. We learn all about you, your brand, your product, your service, whatever it may be. And we pitch the media to the point where you aren't just getting media hits for credibility or for authority, but you're also leveraging that and turning the publicity into profit because Mm -hmm. so many people, they just want media for the sake of doing it and for bragging rights. Mm -hmm. But if you're not making a profit off of that publicity, like what's the point? So the agency is totally done for you. You have publicists working for you, doing everything for you. The only time you really hear from us is when we're saying, Hey, can you talk to this writer this day? Hey, I need a high resolution picture of this, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But so many people kept reaching out to me and they're like, Hey, I need this because nobody knows about me. Nobody knows about my product. My business isn't growing, but I can't afford you. Mm. And at first I would just be like, you know, well, you know, here's a few blog posts on my website. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, why don't I just teach these people what I do? Like if you were a client, this is what I would do for you step by step. Mm. And that's how I started the media mentoring program. And it's funny because It's such a different audience than the agency clients. People who are in my media mentoring program, they have so much more potential than the bigger clients and they don't even realize. I mean, one reason is just the fact that Those bigger companies, they have so much red tape. They have lawyers on staff who are afraid of every little thing. Mm -hmm. When when you're a small business owner, you don't have anybody to answer to. You can talk to whoever you want. You can say whatever you want, and nobody's going to come down on you. So you have so much more freedom and opportunities for media when you're a smaller business owner.
0: Yeah, that's I I could totally see that because, like you said, like if you have like a major company, it's like you have like departments. You got to get approval through, and then it goes to another department, and it's like you know, before you get the, uh, the, the green light, it it might be a week later and the story's old or whatever. You know what I mean? Like
1: exactly. Yeah. That's what happens many times.
0: I could see that for sure. All right, cool. So let's talk about that then. So if, um, if I was coming to you with my, um, you know, I have a deluxe line of garlic presses that I sell to the um, the home, the home, uh, let's say it's the home chef, um, and I have all of these um, these items that I that I am selling in my brand, and I want to get media attention for my brand, and I came to you, um, and not as an agency, I want to do this myself or I want someone on my team to do it. Where do we even start?
1: Okay. Great question. So with that example, you're going to have two different angles just right off the bat. Okay. One, we're going to be promoting your garlic press Mm -hmm. to media who is focused on food and cooking. Okay. And then two, we're going to talk about you as an expert in your industry. So whether or not you are an expert in the kitchen, you are going to become one because (laughs) that's how I am going to position you. Right. Because if you are making a garlic press, you better know how to use it. And that's where you're going to get your expertise coverage. Mm -hmm. So I always tell clients, no matter what product you have, you're not just going to be pitching the product. You're also going to be pitching yourself as an expert in the industry that that product falls in.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. So now if, if you were dealing with a brand and I'm sure this happens and they're like, uh, well, I'm not really like, I don't feel like I'm an expert or like, what do I need to show them that I'm an expert? So what are some assets that, you know, a business could have that they could leverage? Or I guess then you'd be doing some outreach, right? I mean, we'd be reaching out to, to these different, you know, uh, whether it's a, you know, magazine or whether it's a news channel or whatever, like we're going to need something.
1: Yeah. So this is the, the struggle with the media mentoring clients, just because a lot of them, they feel like they're not ready. They feel like they need to be a big brand with a lot of money to be worthy of this coverage. And the truth is, is that you totally don't. Mm-hmm. You you can literally be making no money in your business and still get coverage. I mean, I think my biggest hit that I've gotten for a client was the Today Show. And it was a couple of guys with a side hustle. They weren't making any money in it. They did it like on the weekends. And I got them on the Today Show, the Washington Post, men's fitness, so much coverage in their industry. And it was just a side hustle. But that's because we made sure they had everything in place. Mm. So if you are looking for coverage, what are people going to find when they Google you? Because this is what they're going to do. Like if I am going to pitch, um, let's go with Rachel Ray. I've Mm -hmm. had a client on the Rachel Ray show and it goes with the garlic press example. So we'll Mm -hmm. go with Rachel Ray. Okay. If I'm going to pitch Rachel Ray and her producer Googles, Mr. Garlic Press Man, (laughs) what are they going to find? What are they going to see? Mm. Um, I actually had this happen on Good Morning America. I was telling a client for months to fix her website because it looks just amateur. It didn't look good. Mm -hmm. And a producer looked at her website, was so close to putting her on and said, we can't put her on. Because then our audience is going to go back and look at her website and we can't endorse that. You know, that makes us look bad. Mm. So you want to make sure your own media, the stuff you have control over looks good. Does your website look good? Is your social media good? You know, like I know we all have political opinions, God bless you, but don't be posting about it every five seconds. If you are the garlic press man, you should be posting about cooking in the kitchen with things that have garlic in the ingredients, for Mm. example. Right. So you just want to make sure that your media is set up that It backs up what you're pitching. And that's really step one. And then after that, like I said earlier, it all goes back to your goals. Um, If we're going to use the garlic press example, we want to get in front of those outlets that people are reading who like to cook or who are shopping for people who like to be in the kitchen. Um, There's so many different opportunities. And then you have the business side, like I said. People may not be always talking about products, but they're talking about cooking and recipes. And that's your opportunity also to share your expertise. And then when you are credited, they share your name and they say, inventor of this garlic press or whatever it is. And that's how you get that little plug. And that's how you get that little link back. A lot of people go into this and they think they're gonna get like this big feature on the cover of a magazine, but it's really just little mentions here and there There's a a gift guide of the top 10 gifts for foodies and your garlic press is one of them. Mm. That's what you want to be getting a few times every month. And all of that adds up. And then you can take all of those logos and put them on your website. You can take all of those stories and put a press page on your website. You can have them in the queue on your social media where you're constantly sharing them because a lot of times people don't see the original media hit. They're going to see the media hit being circulated by you and other people.
0: Yeah, that, and I I agree with that. I think, you know, having yourself featured, then you are going to push yourself being featured, right? Like you're going to be able to then, even if you did a video highlight of your business, you could start throwing in the magazines that you were in or the, even just the logo, or maybe it is a video shot and you're going to see a clip of that. Like to me, that definitely definitely adds to people trusting in the brand. And I'm even just thinking like a lot of my listeners are, you know, Amazon sellers or, or e-commerce sellers. And, and a lot of people say, well, you know, if I'm over on Amazon, does anybody really care about that stuff? And the answer is yes, they do. Because what happens a lot of times, my wife does this, if she's on Amazon looking at a product, she'll jump off Amazon, go to the website, she'll check everything out. And then she might come back to Amazon and buy, but she's still going to do a little bit of a background check to see what they're really all about, see their brand and kind of like see if they're just a fly-by-night or if they're an actual real business. So, And then when you see all that stuff, it just then reinforces it because those media places that you are featured in are actually giving you an endorsement. In a sense, right? It's like it's like you being on this show or me being on your show, right? We're endorsing that other person in a sense because i vetted you out, right? I spent two and a half days with you. I know you as a person. We we meet monthly, um, actually bi-weekly for our mastermind. Like so, I know you as a person. And what a news station is doing or a media outlet is doing is they're doing kind of the same thing in a sense. And like you said, that's why that that, uh, publicist is actually doing that work ahead of time because they don't want you to look bad. If someone goes to the site and go, wait a minute, what's this thing? It looks like a a site made back in 98, right? We don't want that. Um, so I think that's a huge point, um, to make. Now I know the one question that I have, and a lot of people are going to have, how do I reach out to these people? If I don't know anybody, you've got connections. I know you've got connections. I don't have connections. What do I, how do I do that?
1: That's a really good question. Okay, obviously connections and relationships help just like in any business for anything. Sure. But I can tell you all of those big outlets that I that I've listed off so far I didn't have connections at most of them. I just had a good story. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know anybody, then don't worry about it. You just need a good story. And I can give you a couple of examples yeah. um, on how I place I'll, I'll do the Rachel Ray one since we're okay. on a roll with with food today, Scott. Okay. okay. Well, hey, <laughs> um, why and It's not? funny because the product that I got on the Rachel Ray show actually had nothing to do with food. It was a baby product for moms. And oh, the wow. reason it worked is because who's watching the Rachel Ray show?
0: Yeah. It's moms. moms. Yeah, of course.
1: So they have this segment called human lab and they were testing out three different baby products. And we actually, we sent them the baby product or we sent them the pitch, which is not a press release. I want to bust that right now stop writing long, boring press releases because nobody got time for that. (laughs) Just send like a four sentence pitch and you are good. This is what you're pitching. This is why you should care. Here's my email and phone number. That's really all you need. Um, so we sent that and we didn't hear anything. And then one day, the guy who owned the product called me and he was like, we were just on the Rachel Ray show. And I'm like, listen, oh I'm gosh. a publicist. If you were, I would know. And you are not. Well, they were. And wow. it was because, so I called the producer and I'm like, what, man, you're not going to give me a heads up before you put my client on national TV? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you pitched this before and we put it on the back burner. But then I saw it somewhere else and it reminded me that we have this segment coming up. So oh, wow. then I put it on. Yeah. So he saw it somewhere else. He saw it um, in another, it was another online media hit. And I remember the client wasn't that impressed because it wasn't like, towards moms. But the producer was a male who checked out this website. It was like it was called trend hunter where they have just a bunch of cool different gadgets. Oh, that's cool. And so one media hit led to another. And so he was on the Rachel Ray show because He had a product that was geared towards moms and it aired around Mother's Day. Mm. So that's another thing you want to always keep in mind is the timeliness of it. Why should a member of the media do this story right now? Mm. Why is it timely? So again, that was around Mother's Day. And then to um, follow up on the example of promoting the business side of things, the guy who invented the baby product was a dad. Mm. So we called him a dadpreneur. And we got him talking about his dadpreneur story in Entrepreneur Magazine and in Business Insider. And that was around Father's Day. And that's why it worked because we were talking about what a dad did to become a business owner around Father's Day. And obviously they're not promoting the baby product in those outlets. That's not what they do. Those are business outlets. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about inventing this baby product. So any other dads who would read it, would be introduced to his baby product.
0: Mm, that makes sense, though. I mean, totally. And it, it, um, to me, it definitely helps the brand um, just with the authority play. But also, people are going to go there and check out the product. I mean, that's what they're going to do. Uh, one question on that, you said you reached out to them. Um, email, phone, both? And if so, like, is there a gatekeeper? Like, how do we find out who to send it to?
1: Okay, another good question. Hey, I'm
0: all about good questions here, Christina. <laughs> Come on. Did you think anything else? <laughs> I know. I should, I should have expected all of these questions. Of course.
1: Questions. Um, <laughs> so pho- people are annoyed by phones today. Um email is obviously best because you can send an email anytime and people can read it anytime. Mm-hmm. I suggest using the Boomerang extension in Chrome to mm. remind yourself to follow up. Okay. Because most of what you're going to get is going to be on the follow up. And mm. I suggest following up via email once a week for a month because after a month, I think it's safe to say they either don't care or it's time for you to switch the angle because again, remember we're being timely. So if we're pitching something for mother's day or father's day, and we've been pitching it for a month, it's time to come up with another new timely angle. Um, The only time I suggest calling is if it's like breaking news and it somehow relates to your industry. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, when um, Prince died and didn't have a will. And then, um, Aretha Franklin dies and doesn't have a will. That's like an opportunity for those attorneys who do wills and trusts to step up and get those interviews as experts in their industry to talk about, well, what happens now? What are the next steps and how can you prevent this from happening to you? Like that's a breaking news situation where, you know, people are talking about that and you know, it's being covered and you can help them with their coverage. Um, the only time I suggest calling outside of the breaking news situation is in an email. I'll say, um, I'm going to call you Wednesday at one o'clock to follow up on this. Okay. So when you do call, you don't feel like you're really cold calling because you told them you're calling and because a lot of people don't like talking on the phone, they'll see that you're threatening to call them and then they'll respond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense too, right? I don't want this person to call. I'll just respond with something. Uh, yeah. yeah, And that at least opens the door though. That's that's good. And, and Boomerang, yeah, we've used that um, for some of the stuff that we're working on. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's a cool little extension. And maybe you can just talk a little bit about that. That actually shows if someone's opened it as well, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I love boomerang. I use it for, I mean, for so much more than just pitching it basically, I mean, like a boomerang, it comes back to you mm. and you can send it like Scott, if I'm sending you an email and I, I know I want a response from you, I'll say, come back to me in a week if Scott hasn't replied yet. So if you reply within the week, it won't come back to me. Mm. I can set it to come back to me regardless of whether or not you reply. And you can even use it to send the email later. Like a lot of times if I'm working late, I don't want clients to know I'm working late because then they take advantage of that. So I, I will set it to send later, you know, like tomorrow morning at 10 AM. Um, but it's great because you don't need to keep a list of, you should keep a media list of who you're pitching just so you can grab those people fast, but you don't need to keep, um, a list of who I need to follow up with or set a reminder because boomerang just does it for you. And it's free, which is great. I mean, unless you use it like 500 times a month, you got to pay for it, but most people can get away with the free version.
0: Yeah. And I I also want to just kind of highlight that, you know, when you're making these connections, like you said, kind of keep them in their own little folder or their own little uh, area, because, you know, those are connections when, and when someone does reach out to you and you end up getting featured or even if you don't, but they say, you know, kind of loop back in, in another six months, we might be doing a story. Then you've at least got, that connection established. And, um, and I think then when, when they're new, when there is news that is relevant to your market, and I think that's something else that you've talked about, at least privately to me is like paying attention to the market and news that's surrounding the market. Like you said about attorneys capitalizing on wills, because that was a, a big thing, right? And for an attorney to reach out and kind of give their little bit of a perspective, And then someone that's in the news is going to be like, well, there's an asset. I might as well take advantage of it. They're going to do their background check. They're going to make sure that the person is legit and all that stuff. That's why the website and all their media stuff needs to be in place. Um, But it makes a a whole bunch of sense um, to be able to do that and have that network of people. It's like influencers. I look at the same way. Like if you're reaching out to influencers in your space and you want to create these connections. Once you get a handful that say, yes, you've got them kind of in your back pocket that you can always continue that relationship and continue to to work with each other. So I, I really, I really love that. Um, okay. So we covered everything I think up to, um, now once that thing happens, right, that they get featured, um, then what, is there anything that you suggest that you do? Um, do we, you know, do we, Uh, You know, obviously we've probably let our, our list know if we have one or any of that stuff. Any other tips there that once we do get featured, like what do we do with that to leverage that?
1: Yes. Okay. First, right before you get featured, you want to give the journalist everything you can on a silver platter. Okay. Because going back to the relationship building, you will get invited back for more if you do that. Mm. Um, for example, just earlier today, um, before I had my first conversation with you of the day, Scott, mm. <laughs> I was um, I was doing um, a local segment here on the NBC station. And every time I go there, I write my entire script for the person. I write my entire script for the web person. So I got the web person. I got the producer person. All of the people are covered. So they don't have to lift a finger. And now whenever I pitch them with a good idea, they're like, oh yeah, come in because they know it's going to be easy for them because I'm helping them do as much of their work as I can for them. Mm. Um, And then after you get the coverage, you want to share it everywhere. Mm. And you want to be tagging everybody involved in the process. So, um, I was sharing on my Insta story. I was tagging the products that I was putting on TV. I was tagging the TV station that I was on. I was doing it on Twitter. I was doing it again on Facebook. And then I'm going to put it on my blog and I'm going to share that. And by tagging them, you're doing a couple of things. One, you're letting them know that you're sharing it which is what they want. So they're going to be grateful and possibly invite you back. And then two, you're increasing their chance of clicking share or retweet or whatever it is because they got that notification and it makes it easy for them to share it because it's just a matter of clicking one thing.
0: Yeah. So, what, so you what,
1: definitely want to do that. Yeah. And
0: what I'm hearing is, is just make their job easier and they're going to want you to come back because they're like, wow, this person's organized. I don't really have to do much. I just got to invite them. They got everything there. All I got to do is just basically, you know, put it in or, you know, uh, get the people in certain position and away we go. And, uh, it's just making their job easier. And I think that goes for anything, even if you're doing an influencer outreach and you want them to like help you with a, with a product launch or something like that, you want to give them as much information, as much as you can to make that process easier and also to benefit them the most. So yeah, I love that. Let me ask you this too. And this is an interesting, um, I think an interesting angle, now, of of course, if you have a legit cause, right, if you, if your brand helps, you know, with whether cancer or with, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it's building schools or whatever it is, if you have a mission behind your business, um, that would be something I would think that would also be a way for you to get some coverage.
1: Yeah. And that definitely helps. And where that helps the most you're going to see is on a local level. Okay. Um, even, even if it's a national charity or nonprofit, they usually have local offices because the local news, they really care about local nonprofits and mm-hmm. they're gonna do that a lot. And a lot of people, whether they have you know a product that sells nationally or not, they're always focused on big national coverage. But the truth is, is that, a lot of these national outlets will look first to see if you've been covered locally. And if you haven't, then they're going to say, well, why would I cover you nationally if you're not even getting local coverage? And you're more newsworthy where you are local. So like we talk about branding yourself and promoting yourself as an expert in your industry. Well, locally, you are that local entrepreneur or that local inventor or that Mm. local business owner. So you can earn that coverage like Scott, where you are in Charlotte, they're going to care. If you came down here to West Palm Beach, they're not going to care because you have no ties here. So why would they cover anything that you do, Hmm. you know? So you definitely want to be trying to get that local coverage. That's going to be your low hanging fruit to start with is getting that local coverage. So if you do have a cause, I would see how you find out how you can localize it because a lot of local journalists Will cover that, and if you can incorporate your brand in it somehow, that's better.
0: Yeah, no, I I love that. I've got a, a couple people um, that are in. My inner circle that they have some causes and I think it would be awesome for them. So I'm definitely going to uh to share um some of this uh with them because I think that it could really do well and it could get some recognition for them, even if it's locally, and then that's a stepping stone. Cause that's kind of what I'm hearing, right? It's like a stepping stone. Like, you know, you want to get that local so that way there you have some creds and then someone nationally will be like, well, wait a minute here. Yeah, we can we can go ahead and cover them because they've already been featured, you know. So um, that's, uh, that's something that I would definitely recommend. Heck, I I'm thinking to myself here, like I got to get some news coverage here in Charlotte, right? I mean, I got to go and I don't even know what the news station here is called because I don't watch the news. <laughs> don't tell them that. I know I can't. <laughs> Hopefully they won't ever, ever listen to this episode, but yeah, I think it's like good morning, Charlotte or something. I don't know. That uh, sounds close. yeah, enough. that sounds good. Everything's every Every station's a good morning, something, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> or wake up, wake up Charlotte. I don't know what it is, but, um, but yeah, I should probably investigate that. That would be fun. Um, anyway, all right. So I don't want to, I don't want to miss anything, but I think we covered everything for people to have an understanding of what they would want to do and, 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 I I would recommend anyone doing this. And if you don't want to do it, have someone on your team do it or reach out to someone that could could really start to drive some of this awareness because I think it has a huge play in all areas, not just in like get on the news and all of a sudden you get a whole bunch of business. It's more of, to me, those stepping stones and those little pieces of those assets that you're building to then really come back and feed later. Just like a blog post, you put a blog post out today, you might not get traffic on it for six months, but it's out there. It resides somewhere. And I think also then leveraging the attention in the media by you sharing it. Um, and also then in some of your other promotional stuff, I think can, uh, can give some credibility. I had one listener that, um, she had her, I believe it was on shark tank. She had, uh, she had some women's, um, sport, uh, it was like, um, plus size sportswear. And, um, it was featured on shark tank and, um, and she did really good. And then I think she even got picked up by the biggest loser where they actually were, um, they were using some of their products in there and she got featured. And then she was using all of that authority on her website, on Amazon. And, and I'm telling you what, if you go to someone that doesn't have that, that does have it and you're looking between the two, you're going to look at the one that has the coverage in the media because you're like, this person's vetted. They're like, they're like real, like they're, they, they've been featured. Like they got to be, you know, something more than just a, a, you know, kind of like a company that's being built in their garage. Um, so I love that. Is anything else that you think that we should know moving forward here? Or do you think we covered it? all? I, I asked a lot of questions.
1: And they were all great questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that was a good crash course. Um, I do think for products, especially it's important to look at timeliness. Like for example, Mm. the TV segment that I just did earlier today It was about fall products Yes, and we tried to tie every product in with something that had to do with fall. Now, those products could also be on TV in the spring, but we're just switching up the angle and finding different things to talk about as it relates to them. Mm. So I think that's something that's really important to keep in mind. And it's also important to know that, yeah, like you said, this is a third party endorsement. You can tell everybody how great you and your product is. You can buy ads that tell everybody how great you and your product is, but when a outside known and trusted source tells them, it just means so much more Mm. and you're always going to be top of mind. If you are consistent with your media coverage, people are going to see you here and there every couple of weeks. When they finally have a need for what you're selling, they're going to jump on it because you're always going to be top of mind. And that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love it. And, you know, when you and I first met, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be great because I'm going to be able to pick your brain about like media and getting, uh, getting the attention. And it's been, it's been really exciting for myself personally with the TAS stuff. And then also, you know, with the stuff here with, you know, our physical products brands and then people that are, I know that are out there building physical products, brands and e-commerce businesses, this all totally can work for those people too. So I'm so grateful and so happy that you, uh, that you came on and, uh, and shared all of your great knowledge. How can people, uh, find out more about you? And I know you have some resources that people can go through to get them started. Why don't you tell people how to find you?
1: Yeah, well, Scott, you we'll have to come on the Become a Media Maven podcast. I will. I have that. Yes, I want to have you on there. Um, and I am like, you are motivating me to create a product just so you can help <laughs> me sell it on Amazon. And then I I will definitely like step up my personal branding to help sell that too. Mm. Um, but yes, I am more than happy to help any of your listeners. If you guys head to com, there's tons of stuff there. And I am... Um, just launching a brand new three-day video series that will help you go from pitch to publicity to profit. Nice. And you can get access to that at media maven and slash publicity.
0: Nice. I will drop that in the show notes as well, so that way people can uh, can go grab that. But uh, yeah, definitely go check that out. I know it will be awesome because everything that you put out has been awesome that I've seen so far. The podcast has been great, um, and I, I've seen your videos, and they're always very, very clear and, uh, and to the point, and that's what I, I love about it. Um, I, I want to kind of go back to something, though, before we do wrap up. A little funny story here for people. Um, we, were, uh, we were in our Slack group inside of our mastermind, and the the people that are in our mastermind, some of the people already have like physical products, brands. Um I, I take that back. They have blogs or they have an audience and they've they've uh, one person actually added physical products to, um, her, her, her brand now, which is awesome. And she's just crushing it. But then once we started uh, or she started sharing some of her results and I was in there chiming in and giving some tips and advice and stuff, um, other people were coming in and there is people in there and we know a a couple of them that already have an audience already could lend itself to a physical product. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like that's the next thing that I'm going to do. And so I want people to understand that this kind of works both ways, right? Like you could be building a, you know, maybe it's a blog because you're passionate about uh, cooking, or maybe it's you're passionate about uh, guitar playing, whatever it is. Um, that's a way to start. And there's not a lot of upfront costs. But then on the back end, you have a physical product. And either way, it's going to need media attention. In this case, you can, you know, check out Christina's stuff. But I just think it's funny that, um, You know, wherever anyone is in the journey, you always see things that are exciting. And what did I say in there? I said, I said, listen, guys, this is exciting, but we got to kind of halt the brakes here and call a timeout because we don't want to get distracted by the shiny objects. Right. And doing a physical product, it's it's work. Right. But if you already have an audience, it will be less work and you have an advantage. But um, it's funny because I I think you jumped in and a a few other people and they're like, oh, my gosh, I totally want to do this. And uh, it's hard to say no, though, sometimes. Right.
1: It is. And and you you because I said, oh, Scott, I got to get something up there. Yeah. And you said you said it's a shiny squirrel. Stop doing it. I'm like, Scott, (laughs) this squirrel, it is so sparkly though. Like it's not even shiny. It is so glittery. Yeah. Because the girl, I I mean the girl in
0: our group, yeah, the girl in our group is blowing it up right now. Right. But she's built an amazing audience, an amazing blog. Um, and we have someone else in there that has a group. I mean, she's got like tons of unique visits a month. Right. And she's promoting affiliate products. So how easy would it be to just flip out one of those products with her own product? And that's kind of what, um, with the one girl that we're talking about did. And you know, she got first page of Amazon, and you know, that's what I always tell people too. And I was trying to tell people even at a retreat it's like, if you know if you're starting on Amazon and that's all you have, it's, it's great, but you need to be building the brand. You need to be building the outside stuff. And that's, you know, these other people that have already done this, that's why they have the advantage. Cause they have that. And, uh, I mean, I think she did like $17,000 with one Facebook live in like an hour, right? Like that doesn't happen. If you just launch a product on Amazon, it's going to take time to get there. Um, so yeah, so it is a shiny object for a lot of you guys right now that are in our, our mastermind, but um, you'll get there and, uh, just, you know, things we got to focus on now we got to focus on. I'm distracted myself all the time. I just have to have people like you say, no, no, Scott, back off. Don't do that yet. You're not supposed to do that. (laughs) So anyway, Christina, thank you so much for coming on and, um, and definitely, uh, helping our audience here. I know that they're going to get a ton of value out of that, that three part video series. And, um, yeah, I look forward to hanging out with you. I think we're going to be hanging out again in March now. That's we official. are. Yeah.
1: Yes, we are all the way on the other coast. We have long flights ahead of us.
0: Yes, we do. It's going to be in uh, San Diego once again, so it'll be fun. But hey, thank you so much. I know you're busy. You probably got to get on the news or something. I always see you on the news. <laughs> no, I already you're like, did
1: that today. <laughs> you're, our, you're, al-
0: you're always on the news. Like I'm always in your Instagram, and I'm like, oh, there she is. She's on the news spot again. She got this. She got So yeah, always in the media because you are a media maven, right? Hey,
1: isn't That's- it funny how that works out? It is.
0: Hey, thank you so much, Christina. I'll uh, I'll chat with you soon. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Scott.
0: All right, so there you have it, a little crash course on how to get some media attention for your brand. Love it. And the other thing that I love about this podcast and and really being able to just learn and kind of share with you guys what I learned, like I wouldn't have known about this if I hadn't joined a mastermind myself like and surrounded myself with other people that aren't necessarily Amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers. Like these people had never even really talked about e-commerce. So I came into the mix. I'm talking a little bit of e-commerce, a little bit of digital products, and they're coming in talking about these other businesses that they're doing and they're servicing and all of this stuff. So I just think it's really interesting to be open-minded to other people's businesses and see where there could be some type of you know cross-promotion or just some cross-learning um, because when you're in a mastermind like that, you do learn from other people's businesses even though it might not be directly like your business. And that's why it's so important to be surrounded with like-minded people, but people that are forward thinkers, and, you know, this right here, getting some media coverage has a lot of different benefits. One, yes, you can show up in, you know, a publication and get some attention, uh, but you can also then share that you've been featured in one of these, you know, one of these outlets or one of these uh, coverages, uh, whether it's in Oprah magazine or whether it's on Forbes, uh, you know, magazine or entrepreneur.com, uh, or if it's on, you know, maybe it's on NBC uh, or, you know, one of those uh, TV networks, or maybe one of your local news networks. And I know that Christina really, really does know this stuff inside and out, and I would definitely have you go check out that three-part video course that she has that teaches you um, how to go out there and find the right uh, you know, the right media for you that would uh, benefit your brand and also build some of that authority for your brand. So definitely check that out. I will link that up in the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 582. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 582, and if you guys are interested if you're at a certain level if you're if you're above $25,000 in revenue per month and you want to grow and scale your brand and really Be surrounded with forward thinkers, people that are going to push the limits a little bit for you and really start getting you to think a little bit bigger um, outside of just your normal thinking and then also be able to help you grow your business. Definitely check out TASInnerCircle.com. It's an application process, uh, but I would love to look over your application and see if you're a good fit for one of our upcoming Inner Circle groups. All right, so that's it, guys. That is gonna wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.